Also, my friends, I, I want to talk to you about the Cash App because let's be honest, um, you need money and I need money. More importantly, you need to make money as I need to make money. And the Cash App right now, I'm being dead serious with you, is allowing you to invest in the stock market. Can anybody think about <laughs> investing in the stock market, especially I'm talking to the people who make money like me. You got little pennies or something that you're rubbing together. You might have two, three dollars that you can do something. I remember my uncle coming to me and asking me, did I want to invest in stocks? He's like, yeah, I, I want to invest in stocks. That's what I told him. He's like, well, how much money you got? I'm like 10 bucks. He's like, that, that, that's not enough to do anything in stocks. <laughs> it wasn't then, but now 10 bucks can get me somewhere, baby, because of the cash app. So let me tell you why I'm asking you to join me on the Cash App. Because if you click my link, which is downstairs in the show notes, what happens is I get $5 and you get $5. And you can take that $5 and at $1 per stock, get you five stocks in the stock market that can do something for you. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not a member of the Cash App, go on ahead. Click my link right downstairs in the show notes. Get your five bucks and then tell you what you do. OK, because I'm, I'm not even going to tell you to go and, and come and send people back to me. You can if you want, if you want to help me and make sure that that this show as I take a sniff, you know, because, you know, I mean, if you want to help me out, then, you know, I'm about that life, dog. But um, if not, this is what you can do after you click my link and get your five bucks then you can share the link with your friends and you can get another five bucks. And now when your uncle comes to you and be like, hey, man, I got that ten dollars and I'm going to invest in the stock market. You you can uh, you, you can be about that life. You know what I'm saying? So click my link downstairs for the cash app. Also, in the links downstairs in the show notes, I do a little bit of writing, y'all. Yeah, I podcast, I vlog, and now I write. So click down for my voice, my vocal.media to hear me, or more importantly, to read me. Mm. Or should I say to read what I write? That's probably a lot better. But anyway, help a brother out, man. It's, it's how I, again, can do what I do on the internet. So... Click my links downstairs for the cash app. Get me that five bucks. You get your five bucks and you take yours and go get you some more money. We go and invest in the stock market. We become rich. And then also, I'm not asking you for any more money. I'm just asking you to click on my vocal.media link down yonder. You know you want to keep up what I've got to say. You know you want to read more from EDB. So go ahead and do it. Hear some stories or mostly read them. You don't hear them. now. It took me long enough to stop telling you to go watch my stuff on the podcast. Now when I'm telling you to go read it, I'm going to tell you to hear it. Lord have mercy. Y'all can tell that I need some help. Ah, friends, today is Saturday, the first day of February. And you know what? Um, I was thinking that uh, I don't like the fact that my content is going dark on Saturday. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going to go and create new content, but I would like to take Saturday, since it is considered by some as the day of rest, to make this the day of reflection. And so what I'm going to do, starting today, is I'm going to go back 
and just put clips from every podcast this week. So uh, for those of you who might have missed a few podcasts or may not have heard any of them, well, right now you're going to get uh, about five, between five and uh, some of them about 15 minutes of each day that we've experienced over the past over the past six days. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. My sports analyst. Let me see if this is gonna work. Um, excuse me, sir. This is a very this is a very tragic time and you decide not to answer your phone? I was putting the leash on my dog. I'm taking my dog outside. Do you know what happened today, sir? Yeah, I know. I saw Kobe Bryant. That, that's like that's like it's weird because like I'm seeing all these like reports. I feel like they should have more confirmation before they report something. Like it's it's obviously sad if it's true, but there's I'm, just too many speculation and reports. I mean, some TMZ were saying that it was his helicopter. Some of them were saying his kids were on board. Some of them were saying his kids were not on board. So his kids, you don't even know if they're dead. Huh? We don't even know if the kids are dead. Yeah, they're, some of them are saying that the kids are on board with them. Some of them are saying that the kids are not on board with them. There's just it's way too much speculation. And even when they like, I was watching the football, the Pro Bowl, or whatever, right? And they cut into it with like an ABC special report, and they said uh, Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. But then the words that they kept using were speculating that he was on board. They were um, police report that um, allegedly he was on there, like no confirmation. So I'm just kind of thinking, why would you come out with this whole special report if you don't know? You know? I mean, his Wikipedia has already changed. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was TMZ that first reported it, which is normally just like, a, you know, they don't like big news like but like my wife and I were like look and we're just like TMZ how did they get report from the police before anybody else I mean it's Calabasas they run that town TMZ does yeah but still it's just like there's way too much like speculation and you have to figure out make sure he was dead I mean hello can you hear me yeah hold on you're cutting in and out I mean, did you, did you have to go make sure he was dead now? What? Did you have to go and make sure of it? Because I'm still, like, trying, like, is this fake news? That's the thing. I mean, they, they got video of the helicopter crash and all that. Um, but my wife just called me. She was inside the apartment. Um, she said on TV the special report just came out now saying that they have... Um, Again, I, I don't think she said confirmed, but the only one they said that one of his daughters was on the helicopter now. Wow. The 13-year-old daughter. Wow. And they said another NBA player whose name has not been revealed yet. Wow. Because we have the TV on ESPN right now, so they've been talking about it. And they just came on and said that... Um, Along with Kobe, now they said his 13-year-old daughter and another NBA player, but they didn't give a name. 
and they said that they were on their way to like a basketball game or something. Wow. <sighs> it's crazy. I've hit record and um, we are here. I'm going to let you introduce yourself or, or, or give your, your name, you know, your rank and your serial number or just, what you, <laughs> or just what you want the cops to identify you as. No, I'm just playing. Go ahead. Carry that. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, start now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Your name. Who are you? Okay. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Attila, uh, A-T-T-X-L-A. I am a musician, singer-songwriter, producer from Houston, Texas. Well, originally from Port Arthur, Texas, but I've been in Houston for 11 years this year, so I'm technically a Houstonite now. Oh, you're, you're a Houstonite. You know, I, you know, I have a... Um, so here's the thing. Um, I, I asked you to do that because I suck at names, and generally, oh. if you ever hear a podcast... You yeah. will um you will not hear it start where I just say tell me who you are. Most time I introduce to people, but see they have names like John and Peter. You know the boring ass names. And so you yeah. have this very creative, very, you know, Devonair name that old dumbass like me can't pronounce. So therefore <laughs> instead of me butchering your name, I was like, look, just just let me just go ahead and not act like I got this and just say, bruh, do your thing. Go ahead. You know what? I'm, I'm thankful to you for that. Because that could have ended in disaster. Yes, because you would have neutered me. And I and I don't really want to be neutered. I'm not neutered. <laughs> well, um, you know what? Since we're here, give me your best shot. What were you going to say? I don't know. I don't even want to try. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even think about it. I just, I came straight out the gate with, fuck this noise. I'm not doing it. I'm just not. <laughs> It wasn't even oh. in my brain to consider how I was going to enunciate your name. You know what? You said in the podcast, I don't even remember it. So I'm just... <laughs> well, okay, so the thing with my name is that um, my actual name is Attila, but it's A-T-T-I-L-A. And um, I wanted to, you know, do music under my own name. And I couldn't because there's already a band named Attila with my spelling. Ooh. So, Yeah. Um, it's a like a party core band. Okay. You know. So um, and and they've been in existence for quite a while, like like years and years. So I was like, well, I'm not gonna try and get in a legal battle with them just for relevance. And uh, I, I like, mean, and financially, like, that might that might drain you a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nobody wants to be known as like that person who sued that one band. You know, like but, yeah, um, yeah, like why we don't like why we don't like the Wildlife Fund because they sued WWE. <laughs> Wow, because of WWF. Oh my God, I'm so done. Uh, let, let, let me let me stop Steven Schneider from texting me. I'm gonna put my watch on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I know I got. I was literally about to put my stuff on. Do not disturb. TV yeah, I, 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 my watch went off, and I was like, "You're disturbing me right now." I am talking to you. Said what did you say? He said, a, 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 "What did you say it again?" Attila. Okay. <laughs> so, um, your name is Attila, and um. Yes. You're like what? 20? 20 what? Wait. I'm 24. You're 24. So, you don't yeah. remember an old slave name named Attila the Hun? Of course I do. What do you mean? Oh, okay, just making sure cuz when you said Attila I was like, 
fuck me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, that's usually what people, people that know history, at least, they, that's what they do, too. Yeah, yeah. They power in fear and worry that I'm just about the same, and I'm exactly the opposite. <laughs> I'm, like I'm like the like, biggest teddy bear. I'm like Attila the Hun. Okay, so um, a little bit of how I met you or connected with you is... Um, yeah. You um you put some music out on um a uh a famous uh distribution site, I guess we can call it. Yeah. Named No Copyright Sound. And mm-hmm. um the good thing about No Copyright Sound is for vloggers out there is they allow you to, you know, utilize their music in uh in your videos free of charge. Yeah. You just download it and go for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was doing that, you know, because I, I needed some freshening in my life, you know, just a little bit of freshening up. You know, my, my blogs are kind of stale. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm this debonair of a guy, you know, with this beautiful personality and all. But every now and again, I need something in between, you know, to, to, to kind of liven up the scene a bit. You know, these podcasts, are going, this is going to be a very exciting podcast just because you're laughing at my lame ass jokes. And so um, I'm just saying. <laughs> I catch all of them. I can't miss them. I mean, you know, they're just like smacking you in the face. Like, poop, there it is. Okay, so... Um, Very good. Um, so I was going through and, um, you know, uh, as, as as mentioned, or as I should say, the requirements for the vloggers is, you know, if you're mm-hmm. going to use their music, you uh, put the, uh, you know, the little link to let it know where it came from. You know, give them their credit for it. You know, that's all they have. Yeah, that's all So anyway, I was doing it on Instagram. And uh, the thing about it was those videos or the music was literally made for YouTube. So there was not really a, a, a way or it wasn't really a requirement to give credit when I'm Instagram video. But, you know, people like me, I want to be nice and sweet and I would rather you like me than hate me. So I started tagging the artists in my Instagram videos and that's how I gave them credit. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, you decided, let me watch this jackass and um, and say hi and say I like him. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's good. And yeah. your music was one of those because a lot of them are like, because, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm kind of a, uh, well, I'm a black guy. I know that's very hard. The skin kind of doesn't really help much. But um, I mean, excuse me. I said same here. You're lying. The truth ain't in you. But, um... (laughs) So, um, anyway, when you listen to a lot of the the original uh, No Copyright Sound music, a lot of it's like trap music and, you know, uh, club, you know, the, the, the stuff the white boys listen to. Oh, it's some very interesting picks. I will say that. Yeah. And then you came along and I was like, oh shit, this thing just got real. <laughs> and and I'm listening to it like, because like I said before, I think before your breed of, of music, there wasn't really any lyrics in them. They were just beats. Mm-hmm. And, then, and like vocal samples and chops and stuff. Yeah. And then you came along and started putting words to it. And it's like, oh hell, I can get with this. And so... I, I, I did some weird shit. Like I started a, a little uh, meditation club thing on, on YouTube. And that's literally all that we uh, would do our meditation to was your music. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, because literally it was like you had that, that, that 
you had that type of music that could kind of take you to a, a inner, it drove you to an inner connection. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, and unlike all the other, not not saying that you know the other guys didn't didn't have anything to them because there are there are a lot of talented people who have uh, uh, come through the no copyright sound, uh, 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 whatever you want to say that there they 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 come through their little wave there, the little tentacles. They got the little tentacles on a lot of talented people, but you were one of those that. I could use or I could say was great if you really wanted to have that that inner quiet meditation yoga time. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes total sense. I mean, I've actually been told that about, you know, my own original stuff because that track was, you know, produced by a uh, unknown brain. And um, the whole connection that I had with that song, because honestly, that kind of came straight out of nowhere and it was pure luck. Um, I had connected with who I didn't know was their uh, manager on Facebook. And this was back in like late 2016 or so, I think mid to late 2016. And um, yeah, I connected with him on there. And we just kind of became, you know, like friendly, I guess you could say, like Facebook. As friendly as you can get on Facebook. Basically. About as friendly as you can get when you're talking business. <laughs> very that. Very that. I mean, I, we, 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 weren't, we weren't talking business. I didn't even know he was in the music business at first, to be honest. We just kind of became friends through um, Maven or Salkin. It was one of them because those were the two guys that I started doing music with um, in terms of like overseas, like international relations, I guess you could say. Because, um, you know, they hit me up and was looking for vocals or something and I think one of them did like a rework of two of my songs that had not been released and those wanted to be in the original mixes and then the other was um you know making originals and I was writing to those originals um so that was the first kind of thing and then Jake Jake Huntley is his name that's the manager um he some kind of way was in like my people you might know you know on Facebook because I was then friends with Salkin and Maven at that point and some of their friends were kind of hitting me up because of the little buzz that was being created uh and Jake just popped up there and I was like oh he looks cool let me add him because basically if I see anybody that's like in relation to in terms of like mutual friends in relation to any of the people I've done music with I'm like yeah let me add him um and then I just started following his feed and then all of a sudden I noticed something about Hey, looking for vocalists, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And I was just like, yo, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, what's up? Um, and then he sent me a message, you know, like DM'd me. and was like, hey, yo, so I have this uh, instrumental here. And I was just like, mm, not really feeling that one. Do you have another one? He sent me another one. And I want to say Roots was like the second or third one that I heard. You said what? And like, sorry? You called it what? Roots? I thought I heard that right. Okay, cool. <laughs> What was that? I was like, is that the wrong song? <laughs> no, I, I, I just, I just, I, I heard roots and I, and I, and I went and I, I started looking for the cotton field. I'm sorry, that was all. Go no, ahead. you went back to roots. I was like, oh wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you went back to roots, roots. I, I, I heard roots and I and I don't know. So I'm like, it just, it just, it just I, I got it. I just, I just. Ah, 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 I don't know. I just looked for a cotton field, a prayer cloth, a can of okra, and some, and, and some beans and rice. I was looking for the river down yonder. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I had a project that I was saying that I had to do 
So um, I had to finish that when I got this book. Um, a little backstory. I was uh, with my brother one day. I don't even remember what day it was, but we went into, uh, I want to say Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, downtown Norfolk. And yeah. uh, you were uh, sitting at the window of Hell's Kitchen off of Granby Street. And you were selling these books. And you, yes. came, you came over to the table and uh, you asked if we want to buy a book. And my brother mm-hmm. bought one. And uh, I didn't have cash because I don't carry cash. So my sweet little brother went two blocks down the road to get some cash. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so I can get a book just so I can make sure that you signed it for me. So I have an autographed copy of this book when it blows up. Yeah. Might be worth some money one day on eBay. Well, in maybe 300 years, it'll be worth a lot. Well, I guess my, I guess, I guess the grandkids will, will have a, a nice yeah. little gold mine here. <laughs> but it's called uh, the, the Dung Beetles of Libya. Liberia. <laughs> Yeah, Liberia. Yeah, Liberia. You see why? You see why I need to read? I, I mess up words. Well, uh, that's okay. I mess them up too. Uh, you just keep plugging along, and so you'll get it right, and then you'll find that gradually it becomes easier. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes, and then sometimes it becomes harder. Uh, so, you know, it just depends. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people get Liberia and Libya confused. Um, They're two different think- countries, right? Two different countries. Uh, Muammar Gaddafi was the dictator of Libya. Right. And uh, uh, incidentally, he did have a, a lot of pull and a lot of influence in West Africa, which is where Liberia is. Right. And um, But Liberia is, is a separate place altogether and a very unique one, mm. um, which is one of the reasons that interested me. Um for a number of reasons and the other reason was that I had a very good friend but well, he's still alive somehow but I have a very good friend must be something in the water a, a what? must be something in the water you said he's still alive somehow yeah he's still alive somehow and it's the the water plus the gin he makes us with it that, that I think helps him keep alive but he um, <clears throat> he uh, worked as a, a, a what's called a bush pilot mm-hmm Actually, he was an air transport pilot, but the the uh, slang term is bush pilot. In what is that? Well, it's a it's a, like I say it's an air transport pilot, and uh, he flew uh, single engine airplanes for a company uh, there. There were several uh, of those companies in Liberia at the time because the economy was booming, and the only way people well, I'm, I'm sorry, but the best way people could get into the interior was by air okay uh roads had not been uh, very well developed and the few roads that were there were built usually by the mining companies or the rubber uh, rubber companies firestone rubber was one of the biggest uh, uh uh one of the biggest farming companies there and they leased about a little over 200 acres of land uh, where they grew their rubber trees. Now, and, where is uh, this? In, in Liberia? Yeah, that's in Liberia. Okay. Firestone Rubber, uh, uh, they sort of got tired of depending on the 
Amazonian uh, latex market, which they didn't control. So they made a deal with the president or the government of Liberia in 1926 to lease a huge amount of uh, very good land there. We're talking about Firestone Tires, right? Firestone Tires, yeah. Okay. And they uh, leased a huge amount of land there and and, uh, and started a rubber production. Employed a lot of people at not very high wages, by the way. But uh, they did uh, build some schools, and uh, the reason they built the schools is they needed people uh, uh, educated at least in knowing how to, uh, knowing basic math and and language skills and so on. And they also built uh, roads uh, to and from Monrovia and a couple of other places. And also, so did the mining companies. Mm. It was especially important for the mining companies because they were always trucking out ore and uh, and stuff like that. So, but even at that, uh, the roads were not maintained uh, according to our standards, and uh, there weren't that many of them. There weren't enough of them to uh, get to any place you wanted to go in the interior of Liberia. So most people had some little, most little villages and missions had some little airstrip that they cut out of the jungle or the forest or wherever they were. And these airplanes could uh, use these airstrips. Now, the, uh, uh, the advantage was that the light, uh, the, the light single-engine airplanes uh, did not need a huge amount of landing space. And uh, they could carry, uh, I don't know, 1,000, uh, 1,200 pounds of load, which was enough to you know, supply these uh, the villages and so on with uh, a few goods. And they could transport some people and so forth and so on. And that's what my friend did for 10, I'm sorry, eight years. Okay. Now, the problem with, with flying in Liberia at the time uh, was uh, it was more dangerous than flying the, the bush in Alaska. Uh, in Alaska, you, you had uh, some radar coverage. You had... Uh, some flight was called flight following. You had search and rescue available. Uh, you had communications available. Um, all kinds of things like that. Whereas in Liberia, oh yeah, and you had charts, uh, you know, good air charts. In Liberia, you had none of that. Mm. You had n- none of that. Plus, you had no weather reporting, no aviation weather reporting, Uh or, or anything, anything like like that that we're used to. No, no flight servicing, nothing. So you're basically flying blind. You're flying. You're flying on your own. Wow. And uh, uh, it's like I said in the book. Uh, the, uh, the 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 protagonist, uh, Ken, asked the pilot who was checking him out. He said, "Well, what about weather? Do you have your own?" See, a lot of air transport companies today have their own weather service. All all the major airlines have their own weather. Uh, services that they that they operate. So he says, uh, "Well, what do you do for weather?" And the and the uh, checkout pilot said, "Well, look out of the window. That's it." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's that's what it was like. Um, all of the navigation was done by dead reckoning and or pilotage. Uh, there was no electronic navigation. Well, there was there was a there was a maybe a couple of very uh, low-powered, non-directional stations. The Russians put up one in Guinea, and there may have been another one somewhere around, but 
none of them served Liberia. Hmm. So uh, you had your navigation was basic pilotage and dead reckoning, which is which in bad weather can be very dangerous stuff. Uh, I mean, they think that's kind of what happened to Kobe Bryant a few days ago. Uh, oh, wow. I have I don't know the details on that accident, but somebody, some news reporter said it was weather related. But then again, you can put what news reporters know about aviation in a thimble. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, anyway, that's just one thing. And uh, uh, there was no, uh, if you went down in the jungle, uh, you chances are you were not going to survive. Uh, no, no search and rescue, nothing. It's, uh, we are, uh, we're live. I'm, uh, I mean, dang, what are you doing, jerking off? I mean, come on, everybody. No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, it's just... No, man. Hey, man, hey, 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 you know, you, you know how Cali Brothers is, man, we gotta... We gotta go on and you know get right. I mean, you know, you already shook the pants and the jeans like you just zipped it up. I understand you in the garage somewhere. I mean, where the girl at? She around the corner? Nah, man, I'm I'm, I'm over here hitting Mary Jane. You know, me and Mary just had a little uh, a little thing, a little fling. You know how that goes? Oh, oh, yeah, we know all about Mary Jane. Mm. Not, I, it, it don't seem like you know about Mary Jane because you was, you was low-key almost damn near question if she even existed over there. I mean, because cause I live in a state that Mary Jane is not legal. <laughs> Man, that shit over there. I don't know how y'all get that. See, that's my only thing. I'm not even gonna lie. I don't know how the hell I can live in a state where the shit ain't legal because my my my, uh, my misdemeanor bills would be extremely high. Your misdemeanor bills would be. <laughs> 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 they would. They would. You know that shit ain't. The sh- man, I, I, I lived in Oklahoma. I know. This, I know what I'm talking about, man. You lived like in white thing. man's country. Of course, your misdemeanor bills. <laughs> They lock you up just for being a nigga, man. Oh man, I just dropped the lighter. My bad. Okay, we we good. That day, awesome. Look, look, look at it now, now, now. You telling what's going on, man? I hope old thing listening in on your conversation. I mean, you know, I, I rather than I think I dropped the gun down here. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> So um um let let's go ahead and get started. Uh, uh right, I technically right. we've already right. gotten started, so you know we we already figured yeah. out that you didn't bust one out, you didn't smoke one out. You know what I'm saying I didn't yeah. drop the lighter. You know, yeah. Mary yeah. Jane and came and gone. See, it's Friday, man. Don't judge me. I'm a hard I'm a hard working man. And masturbating three times a masturbating three times a day is motherfucking difficult, man. I don't know what to say. <laughs> that shit is difficult as a motherfucker, like. And I've been, I've been trying to train these mannequin bitches on how to do it, but for some reason their hands just ain't working right. So I just, I, I, I don't know. Mm, okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You the re- you the reason why they, they they keep the mannequins in the back at the store at the end of the night. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I, I, honestly, I already have, I might have a pending case or two where I may or may not have tried to free a couple of mannequins. They say still, but I'm saying it's still freeing. You know what I mean? Like. These are my women, you know. I got to take care of them. Oh, okay. So, um, now, now that now that we have gotten weird, um, tell me about yourself. Who are you? Where you come from? Um, for the for the uh, for the for the sake of, like I said, I might have a couple bitch warrants out. 
Uh, we just gonna call me Pop Pop for, for right now. So I'm, I'm Pop Pop. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm from LA. I kind of grew up all over. I was a little nomadic coming up. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a content creator. So we, we create content. I mean, you know, that that's like saying I'm a pothead, we smoke weed. I mean, you, you got to be more specific about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. so uh, I mean, I produce music. Uh, I just uh, rolled out my, my series, Pop Pop Music Unlimited. Uh, it's called In Route, where I go around and, like, I'm basically interviewing, doing, like, these little mini interviews with some uh, some dope artists, uh, also politicians. Uh, you talking to politicians? I'm trying. I'm like, I don't know how close you gonna get to them with no charges. Yeah, I'm just, but she like, look, you can use them niggas got more charges than me. All right, first off, so <laughs> they got they they, them motherfuckers got more prison charges than me. I'm I'm, I'm over here trying to free Nanny King. These motherfuckers got little girls and shit on islands. I mean, I think I charge you, but two different things. I'm looking through how they feel about my Americans. But let me let me tell you, man. I'm trying to tell you, we got a whole society out there that's hiding behind the fact that if they wives can really go and tell whether or not they're over there fucking little thirteen year old girl. So I'm, I'm yeah. Mm. All yeah. right, we gonna we gonna leave right. that alone because I don't want yeah, yeah I don't want I'm the sorry. FBI calling me tomorrow. You're sad. Yeah, 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 you know. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, tell me about. Uh, let's talk about your your music. I I, I want to start there because you know I'm kind of into the. You know the music thing again. Uh, well, let me tell you a little bit about me, cause you know we just met each other. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did, we did. Honestly, we we met each other through a, a mutual friend who was who was on the pod, uh, Small yep. Fry. Small Fry, give it up for Small Fry. Yeah, you know who I who I distinct. Now I don't remember much that I say in podcasts because it's all a blur. I've done like damn near seventy of them by now. Um, and. 70 podcasts in like an hour and some change of peace. You know, I forget what I say in these things. But I distinctly remember in uh, uh, I or my and Small Fry's uh, podcast that uh, I would literally bring people on and not know who they are. And nine times out of ten, a serial rapist could come on this podcast and I'd never know it until we got live. So um, if you got something to admit, I'll just go ahead and do it now. <laughs> All right. So I, I, I am a fetish. Some call it a fetish. It's just a natural attraction for me. For mannequins. I love female mannequins. I mean, like, they don't. They don't talk back. Uh, they always on time. Like, I mean, you tell me what woman is on time. Like a mannequin. And who the fuck can wear a thong like a mannequin? Please point out a body that sports a body. A sports, sports a thong better than a mannequin. I'm just saying. Yeah, so. That's it. That's what we rock with. And the weirdness has just started. Okay. Um, so, 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 no, no. But, but the thing that I want to ask is, I mean, come on, man. Like, I know you've looked at a couple of mannequin asses. Mm. See, I hear, I hear crickets. I hear crickets. See, I, I feel like I got a supporter on the other line. You heard choking. <laughs> <laughs> Choking. I feel like I got a supporter over there, man. Ain't nobody choking, man. You know, you know, you didn't look at a couple of cracks. You, you didn't look at the crack of a mannequin's ass before. You did. Mm. Stop playing. Mm. We're, we're, being you know,
Okay. So um, let's go back to the music and, and let's just hang out right there for a little bit. Um, so you do music. What kind of music do you do? Uh, so I do uh, a mix of uh, like this hip hop. What's the hip hop? I mean, what's the hip hop? We'll say. Yeah, I mean, like, you don't know what you yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, 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 because, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't deal with genres and all that crazy titles and crazy shit like that. Like, we just, we just make it, and as it comes along, like, I mean, that's what a true artist is. Like, the artist isn't, isn't the person giving the titles, it's the one making the music. You let, you let the, uh, you let the audience, you know, judge and, and then feel, fill out what they feel. So, I mean, like, we just, I just make it, I just create it. Because I'm influenced by so much. So it's kind of hard for me to just say, like, where exactly, you know? So, um, as you're probably down there in the basement, one of the mannequin things right now, um, I would like to ask, what are your songs about, you know? I mean, what, how, how uh, did a yeah. typical song start up? Walked in the, in, in the Macy's, saw a girl in the corner, got mad because <laughs> she wasn't stiff. I mean, how does this work? No, no, I mean, like, the, the songs aren't, songs are never, uh, songs aren't about the, uh, aren't about the mannequins, it's just more or less, like, just a little secret fetish type thing, you know what I mean? So, yeah, but, I, but yeah, no, no, my, my music, my music is definitely on empowering, you know, uh, the culture and just the community and humanity as one. Because, I mean, like, that's, that's what music, music kind of started, you know, there's a way to be able to kind of, like, be a voice for, uh, for the for, for the people that didn't really have a voice, and also bring hope. So I mean, my music is always going to bring hope, and it's gonna it's going to show challenge, but it's also going to show show a solution. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. like like what 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 challenges are you looking into? Like what what are you saying that we need hope in? Uh, I mean the, the, the I mean the challenge the challenge of just basically being present and understanding like what you what you really want to do in life because I think a lot of times people. They're kind of living traditions and things and mindsets that aren't really their own. So it's really the thing that I'm always trying to do is just challenge people to just think outside of the box. And like, it doesn't matter how you were raised. When you get to a point of being an adult, it comes a point in time where you have to accept accountability and kind of like move forward and, you know, start, start being a little bit more accountable for like the things that we agree with and the things that we accept in our lives. One of the big things that kind of helped me to pull away from some of the funny shit is just um, is, is really moving out removing people in my life you know cause like you had you had the comment a little bit earlier where uh, you were just talking about like people showing up an hour late like you know we, it was we two hours late that. get it straight yeah yeah two, yeah, two, yeah two hours late so I mean you showed up two hours yeah two, two hours late which that we laugh at that sometimes it's frustrating but it's like people like that or like people that I felt were holding me back from, you know, putting people in position that would actually show up on time, that would actually be able to highlight and be and do, you know, the things that they said that they would do. So, I mean, that's that's what I'm trying to do is use music as a medium to kind of like ask people or have people ask that question again, that critical question of like, you know, uh, are, are, what disciplines are we practicing in a day? Because I truly feel like life is just so great and grand right now just because of the undisciplined nature of human beings and just how we're, you know, choosing to live out, you know, in our days of wealth. I want to uh, have this conversation because I, I generally don't, 
like to talk politics. I actually don't want to be in politics. And uh, I, I, there's a reason why I don't want to be in politics, okay? Because truth be told, politics is just, a, well, I mean, it is what it is. It's politics. It's just many ticks. If you don't know what a tick is, they're blood-sucking creatures that's just always about how they can manipulate you and drain you of your soul. But I feel that the world as I shut the door so we can sit down and have this conversation, you and me, has a, uh, in, in a, in the words of my uh, political uh, mama Betty, she said, I would love for you to find a way to live your world or live in your world without having to deal in politics. And I'm like, oh, mama, I don't think you're right, but that's okay. <laughs> But then I now have to come back and confess, okay, mama, you, you were right because uh, he, he, politics has just found a way to screw us all over. So I want to have this conversation in uh, my uh, mini series in politics. It's not going to be that. I, I, you, you will probably, and I, and I will say this very strongly, not hear me talk a lot about politics because it's, it's not my thing, but I will have conversations on strategy because that is what I am trying to do is trying to figure out how to strategize my life. And the only way that I can do that is by understanding how I'm voting or who I'm voting for, because ultimately these people who are in office can strategically redirect my focus and redirect how I live my life. So we have to have this conversation. Again, Mama Betty, you were right. So I, I want to talk about uh, what's going on now with the campaigns. I, I want to specifically talk about one political campaign. And, and I want to say this because I want to, uh, they, they reached out to me. The Elizabeth Warren campaign, probably because I, uh, while doing some work with uh, one Lisa Suhey, went down to the uh, the Elizabeth Warren rally. Uh, what was this, last year, around about October, somewhere in there. I don't remember. It's all a blur. But the point was, I uh, signed up just because I was outside. You know, I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't want to just be out there getting petitions for our little thing. We were trying to uh, fight for information, hashtag information desert, which is a perfect thing to kind of bring into here because that's what we're talking about here, how we live in an information desert. But I don't want to be out there, you know, getting signatures for the city of Norfolk and the people and not, you know, be nice and say, you know what? Okay, cool. You sign my paper, I'll sign yours. So that's what I did. And every now and again, the Elizabeth Warren campaign reaches out to me and they say, well, Eric, we're doing this. We're doing that. Or what do you feel? How do you do? How do you that? And I have rejected the Elizabeth Warren campaign. I rejected it on one thing. Elizabeth Warren has this mindset that she wants to break up big tech. Big tech being Facebook, being tech being big tech, excuse me, being Google, Apple, Amazon. I think those are the four horsemen, if you will. And so I, I rejected it because I, as a content creator, 
as I'm walking through the door of poverty and disdain, trying to make sure because I didn't realize that the doggy might do, do, do. Okay, she's fine. She's just sitting there like, okay, whenever you go do your podcast and come back and talk to me about food. All right, cool. Great. We'll talk later. Dakota. All right, cool. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with the conversation except for one thing talking about Elizabeth Warren and the breaking of a big tech. That one thing is, as a content creator, what does that mean for me? Now, here is the thing that I struggle with as a Democratic voter. I feel that the Democratic Party is literally the party of poor people. Now, granted, about 60 years ago, is that right? Let me see. Where are we in? 2010? So, no, we're in 2020 now. So, 10, 0, 90, 80, 70, 60, 50. Yeah, 60, 70 years ago, they were the party of racists. Now, they're the party of poor people, which is kind of funny to me. But in the party of poor people, what I get the impression of is that, oh, we're just talking about how to keep you poor. That's, that's literally what I get from the conversation. Now, I know what you're going to argue. That's not what they're doing, Eric. They're not trying to keep you poor, blah, blah, blah. But here's the question. My counter argument to your argument or my counter to your counter. If they're not trying to keep me poor, then why are we not talking about entrepreneurship? Why is none of them, for that matter, talking about entrepreneurship? The rich, a.k.a. the Republicans, are talking about how to keep big business in power. I'm, I, I, I almost have been willing to bet. Is, is Tim Cook? Let's, let's go over here and, and look at him. Tim Cook, Tim, 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 Tim Cook is what I was trying to say. Uh, let, let's see. He, he's the, uh, you know, he's the CEO of, it, it doesn't really say whether or not, but I was wondering, was he a Republican? Doesn't say it or not. Uh, but, uh, you know, one would suggest he is. Mark, Jeff, Larry Page over at Google. Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, just to give you clarity about what Jeff and Mark I was talking about. So you got Tim Cook, you got Jeff Bezos, you got Mark Zuckerberg, you got Larry Page over there at Google. Those are the four brothers you after. Well, they're not brothers, but you get my point. And so uh, when the Republican Party, now let me backtrack this real quick. Because I don't want to just jump into the Republican Party because I, I have a roadmap that's going to lead us there. Okay? So I'm just going to back up. Now, when you, when you, Elizabeth Warren, are attacking, as I said, Larry Page, Tim Cook, Mark Zuckerberg, and Jeff Bezos, two, uh, yeah, two being Google and Facebook are more democratic in their mindset, meaning they're about community, they're about uh, diversity, they're about engaging all 
uh, walks of life. They're about making sure that their platforms or at least in their statements, they're saying that they're about making sure that they're doing their best to a, to uh, provide an inclusive environment for all who share or utilize their spaces. Those are those are social justice points that the Democrats want to hear. Right. That the Democrats want to support. Right. That's great. But then on the other hand, you go and fuck with their money. Now, wait a minute here. They're talking socially correct, but you're going to fuck with my money. I'm sitting here in the house right now. It is uh, in Norfolk, Virginia, 35 degrees outside. For those of you who are familiar with the weather, that is what? Three degrees above freezing? So I'm, I'm right here looking at my heating system. It's on, what, what I got set on, 69? I'm going to I'm gonna have to turn it up to 70 just because, you know, it's a little, it's a little frigid in here. And, 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 and. Now my thing won't go up. I want to go up. Oh, I need I need a new thermostat. That's gonna cost me some money. Cause my thing won't go up. It's on 69. What if I want to turn up to 75? I can't because it's broken. I gotta replace that. That's money. What am I trying to say? Why you are believing as I'm sniffing because I need to turn the thing up, but I can't. As you are here preaching social and moral turpitude, we're not talking about how people get advancements in their monies, in their finances. You say, well, we are talking about that. We're talking about the fight for 15 and raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Great. That's wonderful. Mazel tov. Awesome sauce. All the words that I can put in there to show you my appreciation. And then we get to the other part of that argument. Well, $15 an hour. Hmm. So a carton of milk that's now $3 and some change uh, at $7.75 or $7.25. It's $7.25 an hour right here. I don't know. I've had, I've had a full-time job in five years. Uh, I think it's still $7.25 an hour, ain't it? So, so you're going to literally double the minimum wage and think that the carton of milk price isn't going to double? So what happens? Now, $7.25 at $15 an hour will still feel like $7.25. Take your time. No, no, I'm already live. Oh. <laughs> Not live, but live to tape, you know. I, I want people to, you know not get scared that I'm, you know, actually live. Like, wait, they can hear me on the internet now? No, no, no. So you can go ahead on it. You can go ahead and fart whatever you have to do. It's all right. Nobody's going to know about it. Um, did, hello? No, I'm here. Oh, oh, I thought, I thought we had, oh, I'm sorry. He had to mute me while he did that. Anyway, um, no, um, I, uh, I, I don't, I, it's all a blur at this point in time and and that's sadly what happens around here with me because I just live on the internet a lot and I meet a lot of people and um, I don't, you know, 
give them my number, everybody I meet. But I'm just saying, there's certain people that I meet and it's like, oh, this guy or girl is cool. And uh, we should talk, which, side note here, I really think that I should get my girls up because everybody I've been talking to lately has been a bunch of dudes. And I don't know how I feel about that, but... Nonetheless, uh, you got You gotta. You gotta diversify. You gotta even it out. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I just noticed that like two seconds ago. Like, I don't really talk to girls like that, and I don't. I don't. I don't know if I'm trying to say something, or you know, if there's like a hidden agenda there. Like, uh, you know, maybe. Maybe the guys just say yes first. Uh, who knows? I, I mean, I I would think that is the case. <laughs> Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Yeah. So, um, anyway, we met. We were talking. You you make fun videos on the Instagram. And I was like, are you a fitness trainer? And you're like, no, not really. And I'm like, but you make fitness videos and they're pretty funny. And they're like, yeah, cool. So I'm like, let's talk. And it's like, okay. And so here we are. And that's exactly what happened. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Name, rank, and serial numbers. How we be getting? No, I'm just playing. Just your name and rank. Um, your serial numbers only if you get in trouble and I have to call the FBI. I, I thought the FBI was already listening. Oh well, I mean, you know, I I moved to Maine just in case. I always like to cover myself. You moved to Maine. <laughs> I know people. No, like I that. said. No, I said I looped him in. Oh, 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 okay. I thought the you said FBI. You, I thought you said you moved to Maine. I'm like, I know a dude in See Maine. That? He's living in the back that's of the woods. That's the uh, that's the internet uh, voice quality. Yeah. So it's anyway, me right um, now, apologies. Uh, but my name is Kevin DeFranco. I am uh, not a fitness instructor. I am not a holistic health teacher. I'm not a functional medicine practitioner. I am just a dude trying to spread the healthy word in a highly sarcastic manner and informative manner on the internet. And that's kind of, you know, the high level of view, to tell you the truth. You trying to preach um, the gospel of fitness? Yeah, just, just preach, preach the gospel of we have this amazing... Uh, we have these amazing capabilities and opportunity, you know, with what we've been given from a physical aspect. Um, and a lot of people just don't get to experience, you know, how, how, uh, how it feels to, you know, optimize and, 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 um, and, um, get the get everything you can out of it right you know then and it's it's kind of a trap you slip into um called modern society and and we all like kind of slide into it unknowingly and then all of a sudden uh we're old we're sore we're grumpy and it doesn't have to be like that and uh that's kind of what i'm trying to convey to people like you don't just uh, you own it if you own it you know you can make what you want of it from a from a health perspective i was um i was sleeping this morning which we're gonna that's talk good about because yeah, it's very good i, I sleep a lot. yes we're, we're gonna get back to that conversation let me write that down remember to remind kevin about sleep conversation uh 
I'm getting old, so... Oh, 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 who is that? Uh, that Get him in on the combo. Uh, you know, huh? I said invite him in. Oh, I mean, you know, I, I wish I could, but I'm just going to hit that. But anyway, um, so remind Kev about sleep. That's what I was trying to say before I was... I, 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 could, talk, I, I could talk you to sleep talking about sleep. I mean, you probably could. But... I, um, I, I, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I was in my sleep last night. And I, I woke up, smack dab in the middle of it, and I wrote this quote, you know, because I'm very uh, literary when I'm sleeping. You know, I'm like the Shakespeare of the bedroom, which kind of makes sense because Shakespeare was a freak. But the point that I was trying to make is that I, uh, I had this, uh, this thought that just like, pow, smacked me in the head. And it said, um, uh, well, crap, you would think I'd remember it. Uh, it's on Instagram.com forward slash Eric Deshaun Barrett, you know, shameless plug. But uh, it was something to the effect, just in case I'm, I'm going to butcher my own saying, uh, be the person you are instead of the one society wants you to be or something like that. And I thought about that when you were speaking about modern society. And it's like, we have this this mindset of how we're supposed to work out, how we're supposed to eat. Society tells us where we're supposed to drink, where we're supposed to go, what time we're supposed to go to bed, what time we're supposed to get up, what kind of clothes we're supposed to wear. Like, there's this fitness guy that I'm pretty cool with now who's um, who's saying some bombastic things that it, it just defies all natural thought by which we were trained by society you are another person who is doing the same thing in, in your content and it's, it's just like this creative thought process that most of us uh, uh, normals or should I say for me a normal in recovery don't really get to participate in if that makes any sense no I, I feel you I'm, I'm following you so, kind of walk me through a traditional, like, what, what, what makes you, like, what, what, what's on your brain when you're doing this content? Like, where does this come from? Are you, like, at the library studying, or is this connected to your work? I mean, how, how, how is this a thing? Do they still have libraries? I've I'm, I'm, been told that they're there. I don't know. For Yes, yes, they still have libraries. Come on up. Ah, I, I, I thought I, I thought they retired them with phone booths. I, was, I, I, I haven't seen a phone booth in New York City in a long. I was I was walking out of the gym the other day. I'll get back to your. <laughs> I'll answer your question. But I was walking out of the gym a week or two ago, and I'm I'm walking. It's about a quarter mile. A nice little walk after a workout, and I'm just thinking. I'm looking around, and I'm thinking. I'm like, Superman would never make it today. He would never make it. There are no phone booths. He would never be able to save anyone. Was that your video that I saw that in? I said it in. I said it in the workout video. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I was doing a uh, a move in that workout where it was. Uh, it's called the superhero slam. So that was kind of the intro. Yeah, but I was like, there was a serious thought. A lot of these intros and and stupid things I do at the beginning of videos are like literal thoughts that come through my head. <laughs> As I'm going through my day, and I'm like, I gotta write that down, and we'll make that into something 
you know, at least entertaining to me. If it entertains someone else, that's cool. But uh, <laughs> I'll get a kick out of it. I, I thought it was hilarious. Like, Superman would not make it because there were no phone booths. I'm like, who comes up with that type of shit? I'm like, no. he'd, be, he'd be screwed. I mean, he probably would be. Absolutely. I mean, maybe he'll just go and spend his life in, um, you know, uh, Lois Lane's shower at that point in time. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> um, so, so yeah, to your, to, to your kind of question, um, I, I, I think it's, it's always been of, of kind of interest. Um, well, it really, you know, going back, I, it, it, it's, it starts off with a lot of people that I cared about growing up, um, family members, close friends, you know, ended up getting sick. And, um, and when you're young, when you're a teenager and things like that, you kind of, you don't know better. You kind of accept it. You're like, you know, that, that sucked. I guess that's just that's just the way you know it's unlucky it's the way things go and then you know two years later you see something else come up and you you hear and you see it happening to your friends and and acquaintances and you're like well this is this is kind of as as, and as you you know the brain matures and and you're able you're able to think um a little more practically about things and you understand the world a little better and you're forming your view of the world. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people almost take this as just a part, part of life. Oh, people, you know, people you like, people, people that you even love are going to end up, you know, getting unlucky throughout your life and having a, um, going through some sort of probable, you know, illness or, you know, sometimes an accident and, and a lot of the times, you know, ending up having, you know, dying from it. And, and you, you kind of, you kind of accept that for, I'd say like back to your modern society kind of thing. You kind of accept that as part of society, as part of the, as part of the norm. Um, and it's not until you take a step back and pause and you're, and you, you know, challenge. And that's, that's kind of how I, how I, 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 I went about it. I, I went through my life, um, to this point, I'm 29 right now. Um, and you're still a baby. <laughs> I appreciate that. Man. I mean, Listen, I, I'm a big believer of your own. You're only as old as you think. You are, and there's, there's. We could actually table this for another discussion, but there's a thing called biological age, and there's this thing everyone follows, this silly thing everyone follows called chronological age, which is just basically counting numbers, and and closing your eyes and counting numbers and say, hey, this is <laughs> this is what I'm going to identify with, which is total bullshit. I call um, the day I woke up and I had white stuff sticking to my leg as I'm a boy. <laughs> <laughs> And that, that's part of, to tell you the truth, that's, you know, biological age, but it does correlate highly with chronological age at that, that sort of event. <laughs> and the day it shrivels back up to a noodle is when I'm looking for my social security check. Well, um, I'm saying, you know, you, you could, you need to extend that date as far out as possible and you can do it. I don't know how to extend it becoming a noodle as far out as possible. It's, it's what you, the, the actions we take today that we took yesterday that we're going to take tomorrow, 
the small micro habits that we develop now are gonna, you know, I, I'm a big believer and and preacher of longevity. You know, we want to live, we want to live as long as possible, as healthy as possible. And then when we die, we want it to be in the last, you know, month. We want to get sick in the last month of our life and and die. That's that's kind of like the. Um, uh, the um, extended health span model. So what that that's how it, you know ideally, I I would I'll speak for myself. That's how ideally I would want to you know grow, live, and then demise. What most people do is they grow, they get to midlife, and then they start this long, slow you know, really painful demise. And in that last 10, 20 years, they're stuck inside. They can't do anything they love. They're miserable. Dude, it's not, and I'm, and I'm telling you, that ain't how it's, that ain't, you shouldn't accept it. I hope that you've enjoyed this look back and I hope that uh, whatever uh, you heard in this podcast, if it intrigued you some more or if you want to hear more, then go back and find the other podcasts. I mean, they're they're pretty interesting and exciting. This is just a clip. This is just something to help you either become more enticed to go listen to the other ones or to remind you of what great things we've learned over the past seven days. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. I thank you for, for being around. I told you that, right? Okay, cool. And I look forward to our chatting again starting tomorrow. Until then, for me and mine, unto you and yours. Laters! Laters.